It is one of the most misused, misquoted, misunderstood verses in all the Bible. Whenever someone wants to justify their sinful lifestyle or their immoral behavior, they pull out what they believe is the ultimate trump card. Judge not that you be not judged. You ever heard that before? You go and confront someone about the way that they're living, and they shout, Don't you judge me. Haven't you ever read the Bible? Matthew 7 verse 1, Judge not that you be not judged. Then they drop the mic and they just expect you to immediately embrace the fact that they're having an affair, or that they're getting a divorce, or they've decided to come out of the closet, or they're going to change their gender, or they're going to marry a horse, or whatever it is, Matthew 7.1 is supposed to just bring to a screeching halt any and all disagreement that someone might express about those choices. Of course, if you've spent any amount of time studying that passage, then you know when Jesus said, Judge not that you be not judged. He wasn't saying that we can't ever evaluate whether someone's choices are wrong. In fact, Jesus did that himself on a regular basis. And in John 7 verse 24, Jesus actually commanded that we judge with righteous judgment. Having said all of that though, while Matthew 7 verse 1 may not be an absolute prohibition against all judging, it is still a solemn warning about a particular type of judgment and one that I must confess to you I fall into far too often. Listen to the complete thought in Matthew 7, 1 and 2. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Did you catch that there? Jesus says the danger in passing judgment on someone else is that my own standard of judgment will come back to haunt me. And that is absolutely terrifying. For God to judge me based on the way that I judge others, that is frightening. When I condemn someone's behavior, whether it's blatantly sinful or maybe it's just a behavior different than my own, I'm pretty sure that my judgment is never a perfect judgment. So often my judgment lacks mercy and it lacks compassion and it lacks knowledge, which means that my judgment is usually terribly skewed. Now, do I want to be judged by God? and by other people with that same standard? Absolutely not. That would be crushing. And that's exactly why Jesus warns about the danger of judging others. If we're not careful, we're going to end up being judged by our own crushing standards. Now let me be clear. We can and we should call out sin. We should stand for righteousness and godliness, and we should defend the weak and the vulnerable. But there is a massive difference between judging arrogantly and judging with humility. Arrogant judgment says, oh, what a despicable and vile and weak person they are. Whereas humble judgment says, there but for the grace of God go I. 
Arrogant judgment says, oh, I would never do something like that. Humble judgment says, you know, I may not struggle like they do, but I sin in a thousand other ways. Arrogant judgment says, oh, I'm better than them. And humble judgment says, we both need Jesus Christ. What we need as God's people is we need more humble judgment. The kind that seeks to stay faithful to the Scriptures while also truly loving the person who is in sin. The kind that strives to identify the speck in someone else's eye while simultaneously trying to rip the log out of my own. What about you? Do you heed Jesus' warning here? Are you slow to judge? Don't misunderstand. Jesus doesn't want you to be a spineless jellyfish that has no convictions and just tolerates every kind of sinful behavior. But before you start playing judge, jury, and executioner, Jesus wants to graciously warn you about the danger of finding yourself on the receiving end of a standard of judgment that you don't want. Brother or sister, is your judgment tempered with mercy? Mercy. 